But today, I'm gonna talk about something that I already wanted to talk about yesterday, but I was a little tired, so I just went to sleep. But I'm gonna talk about something that I've really been exploring. Client struggle with this, and even myself, right? Even myself in the past, it was really, really difficult for me. And I really don't see who is tuning in, so please tell me hi when you're jumping on. Okay, so it's this whole concept of when we are forgiving, how do we forgive? What is forgiveness? Why is it that everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people say, well, I'm gonna forgive, right? I'm gonna forgive, but I'm never gonna forget. Right? I am gonna forgive him, or I have forgiven her, or I have forgiven him, but I'm never, never, ever gonna forget, right? And we say this a lot when it comes to natural disasters or if there's like a bomb explosion or anything horrible that may happen right whether it be to us personally or to us as like a larger society we have this tendency tendency to say that forgive but don't forget forgive but never forget hi alex how are you and so i wanted to dive into this topic a little bit deeper and i want you to share your thoughts on this topic i want you to share um any personal experience that's been difficult for you maybe you feel like you're trying to forgive but you can't or you say that you have forgiven but you haven't forgotten and why is that hi gabby how are you gabby hi jane how are you so here's the thing <laughs> i'm gonna share a few reasons why it's so difficult for us to let go and when I say let go, I basically do mean forget. And when my husband and I, we have this tendency to say things and may sound harsh, right? Because my husband often says, if you haven't forgotten, right? If you haven't forgotten that yet, that means you still haven't fully forgiven, okay? Alex said, I think it's about fear. Okay, that's a great comment. Um, but this is what I want you to explore. Whenever right whenever you are going through this pain where you are thinking about this person that hurt you or you're thinking about the situation that may have happened to your family like what is it that is going through your head right what are the thoughts because it's usually the thoughts again right that create an emotional response in your body and it's hard for us to forgive why because we haven't fully processed our emotions okay so let's say something hurtful happened to me in the past and i suppressed my emotions and now i'm wanting to forgive that person but i haven't healed myself now i'm gonna continue to say right i i forgive him but i'm never gonna forget so we're not we can't forget if we still have an emotional attachment to what happened to us right as long as we're still living in the past and this is a really important point i want to mention to you and i hope this is going to be helpful it's important for us to feel the pain, right? It's important for us to feel the pain rather than being obsessed with our thoughts about the pain. Does that make sense, right? So we're thinking about what it is that hurt us. We're thinking about how much something hurts us. We're analyzing our pain. We're analyzing the person. We're analyzing the situation. Sense. So I'm... I'm reading a book right now and there was a really freaking awesome example in the book that actually has to do with this that I want to read to you. Hopefully it makes sense. So I got two phones so I can read it to you. All right. So here it is. Okay. So here's the example. Sarah's husband was an addict causing her to terminate the relationship. 
Simultaneously, she also lost her source of income and defaulted on her mortgage. She was in the process of foreclosure. Sarah felt depressed for days. She couldn't cope with those feelings. It was so painful. Finally, one day, while she was lying in bed, she started crying. Okay, She cried and cried. She might have cried for hours. Without judgment and without reservation, she allowed herself to cry. During her crying, she complained about her life, her husband, and her house. She complained about feeling a loss of dignity. She complained until there was nothing left to complain about. Okay? Key. What remained was a feeling of grief. She allowed the feeling to be there and continued crying. The feeling started to diminish and then it faded away. There was no thought. Listen to this. There was no thoughts or no thoughts holding the emotions in place anymore, right? There was no thoughts holding the emotion in place anymore because she had released it, right? She had felt it. She was fully emerged by it and she expressed herself in it, through it and about it, right? She had that release and she accepted it for whatever it was, right? She didn't say, I don't want to feel this grief or I don't want to feel this pain or I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say that I feel like I lost my dignity, right? I probably shouldn't do that, right? She didn't have an internal fight with herself. She didn't have an internal dialogue trying to disprove what was going on, right? And trying to make that less valid. She just accepted it and she felt that and she expressed it, right? And then it says, so there was no thoughts holding the emotion in place anymore. She was left with only awareness. There was nothing, there was nothing left to cry about. Pretty deep, huh? Pretty, pretty deep. So, you know, it's, it's my desire. It's my desire as a coach to, to educate, to educate my clients in a way that they feel like they can constantly and whenever needed, they can tap into themselves and find the tools that they need in any particular moment, right? Not that they have to call me and ask for help or advice, right? I don't, I don't give advice. But what is, what is a key takeaway here, right? Let's see what Jane said before I continue. I agree, we need to feel and allow ourselves a time to express the feelings and go through the processing. Then the healing can come and we can move on and fully forgive and forget. Yes, exactly. That's a great, a great summary. Because here's the thing, a lot of people, and I've said it about like that self-love is a never-ending journey. Basically, what I mean by that is that you constantly have to have a reflective, honest, and actionable relationship with yourself, right? That's true. But sometimes we hear a lot of people say that healing never ends, right? You're going to heal forever. And while it might be true that you're going to have different things that you have to continue to heal from, if you continue to have a lot of hurtful experiences happen to you, it's truly difficult. And I look at my own life. There have been certain hurtful experiences from my past, from my childhood, some trauma that I had to process. And the truth is, when I truly, truly decided that I want to not just forgive for the purpose of saying that I forgive I really truly want to feel that way right and I don't remember who said it but forgiveness is not an uh, um, 
a thought activity. It's not an analytical process where I have to talk to myself and decide that now it's the time for forgive to forgive. It's actually shifting. It's shifting the way you are operating, right? So yes, while it's going to include that there is going to be less thought activity, it's integrate, integrating a new way of being, right? You're choosing, right? When uh, you're choosing love over sadness, you are choosing to radiate confidence and uh, self-worth and whatever it may be. You're choosing to walk in that because a lot of people don't understand how much time they spend thinking about, right, what it is that happened. And like I said, we spend more time thinking about the pain then we actually spend time being with the pain and being in the pain because we don't think it's a good thing or we think that we should be over it, right? And I just, um, the other day, I talked about triggers in my in my self-love group, Self-Carved, where I talked about how even me as a coach, sometimes when I'm feeling something in that moment, I can have a moment of me telling myself that, hey, you shouldn't be feeling this way, right? So as long as we're telling ourselves that, we shouldn't be feeling this way or that this person and therefore we're never going to be able to forget because we constantly have high thought activity around the person around the uh, situation around the trauma whatever it may be and i really want you to look deep inside and see whenever you are in the state of intense pain sadness right whether you have depression or anxiety are you allowing that to be there or do you have that and then on this side you're telling yourself that shouldn't be there right or are you telling yourself that this person shouldn't have done this to you right and it's totally valid that this person shouldn't have done this to you but based on the limited experiences they that person had based on what happened to that person that person decided to act that way and regardless of how horrible it is regardless of how much pain and dreadful things that caused to you which I'm so sorry for whatever you went through, if you continue to tell yourself that that shouldn't have been the case, you're never going to be able to end the conversation, right? If I continue to tell myself that this person shouldn't have treated me this way, I'm going to have to come up with a reason for why, right? And when I come up with my reasons, that's going to lower my vibration. I'm going to feel sad because, I mean, it's it's going to feel so true, right? And it is true for you. But for that person in that moment, we don't know what that person was going through, right? So as long as we continue to tell ourselves that something shouldn't have been this way, basically what we're saying is that that was wrong and our way of thinking now is right. But the problem is that we can't change that, right? We can't change what happened. We can't make a different decision for them. So it's important to pay attention to our our entire internal dialogue our internal dialogue with that and what we find is when we really allow ourselves to feel everything that there is to feel even if it's shame right a lot of us think that you know it's okay to feel sad or it's okay to allow yourself to cry but god forbid there's shame involved right this is oh, you know i shouldn't feel that <laughs> and then we don't want to talk about it then we suppress that too you know because that's the basically the lowest and the deepest negative experience that we can have because we're basically going against against who we are so what we find is when we allow ourselves to feel whatever it is that we need to feel when we allow ourselves to cry when we allow ourselves to take whatever time we need right i had this time pressure on myself too oh my gosh it's been two years you shouldn't be triggered anymore it's been two years why are you still thinking about this right 
<laughs> and we think we're helping ourselves by keeping ourselves accountable, but that's not keeping yourself accountable if you are going against what you're feeling, if that makes sense. So if it is something that you need to talk out, there is, because I did say in the text, she allowed herself to complain, but it didn't say she continued to complain every day. It didn't say she hired a therapist and she continued to complain for years, right? If you need to complain about something, it's healthy to let it out. But the problem becomes is when you can't stop complaining and you continue to complain and you continue to fuel the negative vibration you're already in. Vent, get it out and move on. Now, let's see what is it that you need guidance with? What is it that you need help with? Where is it that you feel stuck, right? Because nobody's really stuck. We just continue to operate from a place that is not beneficial anymore, right? Or that you don't desire anymore. But again, when we allow ourselves to feel whatever it is that we need to feel, whatever we're feeling, without judgment, without attachment, without confusion, without disbelief, without feeling that, or not feeling, but telling ourselves that that's not what we should be feeling, that's when we can start healing. And the more we heal, the more we're going to feel like we have forgiven someone or someone else or a situation. Because all forgiveness at the end of the day is self-forgiveness, right? Because I may, you may use it as an excuse that I can't forgive you. What you did was so horrible. But at the back of the mind, uh, 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 the truth of us, what we're really saying is I can't believe that I put myself through that, right? Or I can't believe there was nothing I could do in that moment. Or I can't believe I chose to stay with this person for so long, even though I was seeing the red flags. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And many times, even if we're blaming our parents, or our guardians, or anybody else, we still feel guilty because somewhere in the back of our minds, we're thinking it's because we we're not good enough as kids, right? We cause too much pain, we cause too much trouble, and this is why our parents or our guardians treated us the way they did. And we may not tell anyone that, but we're still feeling it inside, okay? So it's, it's not really until you forgive yourself for being too harsh on yourself, for not allowing yourself to feel whatever it, is, whatever it is that you need to feel, for allowing yourself to feel disappointed, for allowing yourself to feel like you lost your dignity. Why not? Why shouldn't you be able to feel that way? Right? I, I just heard a story the other day. It was it yesterday? When... Uh, what was it that happened? Oh yeah, it was a it was somebody who who was raped. And then I heard that everybody around this person said, "Well, at least you're alive." All right? Again, trying to talk against or trying to make this person feel something else or something less than this person is already feeling, right? This is why it's so important for us that we understand what grief is, what grief does to people, and that we, we understand that advice never works, right? Our limited perception based on where we are in life or based on our experiences is not going to work for someone else who is in a completely different situation, right? I tried to do it with my mom for many years, right, before I became a coach. Try to give her some type of advice to help her, to make her feel better. But at the end of the day, she always did what she wanted to do. A lot of us, 
give so much advice to our friends and family, almost kill ourselves, right? We get so exhausted. Now we don't even want to have a relationship with this person anymore because <laughs> they're not listening to us, right? <laughs> so it becomes about us. It's about us now. Right? You're, not, you're asking for my advice. You're not listening to me. So now it's time for me to move on. How about you just provide a safe place for this person to be them, to be who they are, to grieve, to express themselves, to mourn, whatever it is that they need to let go. How about you provide that space? And it's tough because the more disconnect, the more disconnect that we become, the more we disconnect from ourselves, the more harm we do to everybody else. Here's so many people asking, why would God allow this to happen? Or how could kids die here? Or how could this person be shot up? Or this and this and that. And when you think everything is outside of you, when you think that the devil is floating around and God is floating around on a cloud or in the sky and you don't realize that everything is energy and that there are different energy vibrations, that there are different frequencies to your being or to your emotions, who you're being, what you're feeling is going to align with that. Have a free will to align with whatever you want to align with. And then when you act, you're acting from a soul level. Or you also you can act from an ego level, from a hurtful place. Because if you don't love yourself, everything else is a mirror of you. And everything else that makes you feel good or bad, mostly bad, right? You're going to want to knock it down. You're going to want to knock it down. You're going to want to move. You're going to want to move it. Because it's in the way, right? Because it's reflecting your pain right back to you. That's why a lot of people can't move on from their past relationships too. Lotus said this is huge right now for me. Drama today has split us up. You don't want to look inwardly. This is what happens especially now for the holidays with families. There's so much internal pain. So much internal pain within each person. Each person has not been willing to work through it. And then we come together as a collective. And now each person's pain is being triggered in the next person. It's not comfortable. It's uncle's fault. It's my mom's fault. It's my son's fault. It's his girlfriend's fault. It's his wife's fault. It's the husband's fault. Right? Always somebody that doesn't fit in that box of yours that you think that you decide, you know, who should be around you or who you should talk to, or who has the honor to be around your energy, right? This is what's going on today on social media. Everybody talks about that toxic energy. My energy is so, I'm in such high vibration right now. I'm not going to allow anybody into my sphere, right? I'm going to cut everybody off. 
you're really cutting yourself off, right? Because you know why? You're really cutting yourself off when you're trying to cut everybody off. Because you're looking at them as somebody different, separate from you. And you don't realize that relationships exist only inside of you and never outside of you, right? Because two people can go to the movies, they can eat dinner, have a full day together without any type of intimacy, without any type of connection. Would you say there's still a relationship there? But you want to cut everybody off. You want to say it's your uncle's fault or your mom's fault or somebody else's fault because they're triggering something within you. So they're toxic, right? But it's not. It's not a blessing from God. It's not a blessing from source. The universe showing you what you still have to work on. Usually we want to run from it. We want to run from it because we just want people around us like us that are as healed as us, that have made as much progress as us, right? But back back in the days when we weren't at that point, we wanted uplifting and positive and understanding and forgiving people who would provide a safe space for us to be us without feeling judged. You already know that they have their own issues that they're dealing with and you want to make them feel even worse about it, right? By arguing with them, by cutting them off, by telling them that they're not good enough, right? Because they're triggering something inside of you, right? It's not easy. So you're not even going to go to that Christmas dinner. Or you're not even going to talk to that person anymore, right? Your friend from 20 years. You've been friends for so long, but you just happen to do a little more... <laughs> personal development than him or her her. so now you got to cut her off because her energy is toxic right a person has a little stronger energy than you if that person's energy can take over your positive energy maybe your energy is not that strong as you think it is what's difficult it's difficult when somebody reflects right back to you that you're not where you want to be Instead of, instead of honoring that, instead of using that person as motivation, as a tool, as a way of seeing where you are, just cut that person off, right? And this doesn't mean, and I'm not saying whatsoever, be around people that put you down, that hurt you, that speak hurtful language to you, that abuse you that traumatize you. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying to start recognize the difference and not to call every person you meet in your life that doesn't match your energy a narcissist because it's come, becoming really ridiculous the way we're labeling everyone, the way that we're claiming for some reason that we're once we learn something spiritual or once we learn something about ourselves, <laughs> Now all of a sudden nobody else fits in there anymore. And you don't have to spend time with these people. You don't have to do anything. But you don't realize that you give this person a lot, a lot, a lot of attention by making this person an issue in your life. Lotus said, yes, they don't want to look inward. Instead of pointing fingers and getting on social media, Instead, they're pointing fingers and getting on social media and blasting family members. My nose is a little runny. Yes, exactly. And again, 
it's I think it was Gary Vee who said it he said the people have always been the way that they are right they've always been insecure they've always they've always had low self-worth they've always had a trauma Natasha 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 how do you say it I love this sis. thank you Amber are you okay they've always had that going on but now they have an opportunity to spread it worldwide right so anybody for example Lotus was sharing that people share on social media and talk they're looking for validation they're looking to hear that you're not good enough or that they're right right it's what usually people seek when they share their personal issues and I'm not talking about being vulnerable and sharing what's happening in your life for the purpose of education and being vulnerable I'm talking about when you're really looking to downplay someone else or put someone down you're just looking for that validation for someone else to say yes you're right that person was wrong or yeah that's crazy right because that fuels them that fuels them and again when we get to the point where we can look at people's reactions to us the way that people treat us as a reflection of who they are and what's going on internally instead of getting offended and thinking it's about us that's when the true transformation really starts happening that's when we start feeling better about ourselves that's when we can still be around them without judging them and without telling ourselves or them right because we many times tell them that they shouldn't be where they are right because in reality what you're doing you're not even happy with where you are okay so as long as you're not happy with where you are you're gonna see an issue with what everybody else is and everybody else even if you get rid of John Lucy's gonna come up when you get rid of Lucy you're gonna have somebody else it's gonna be a co-worker now you gotta change departments now it's your boss's fault you get a promotion now it's too many men there right? It's always going to be someone else. Then you open your business. Now people are whatever because they're not buying your products and services. Your clients are not taking action. Everything is going wrong. You don't have any money left. Your partner is not treating you right. Your spouse is not treating you right. No matter what you do, your kids won't listen to you. Your friends are crazy, right? They don't listen to your advice. They continue to be with their toxic man or woman. Everything around you is a mess. But there's nothing going on with you though. Right? Because <laughs> you've done your little spiritual work. You've cleared your chakras. You've done the energy work. Right? You pray to God. You read your Bible. Or the Quran. Your Buddha, Sarda, I don't know what the, what the Hindus and the, the Buddhists scriptures are called right you did the work but the fact that the, your whole world is falling apart around you it's not a reflection of you though right you just have more stuff to cut off so you can heal because you're never gonna forget right so you want to keep remem remembering you want to keep remembering and doing that to yourself right not offering grace to the person not offer you uh, yourself uh, an opportunity to heal because you know when people say you're never gonna heal you heal forever 
it's kind of tragic, I think. It's kind of discouraging. <laughs> if I'm never going to heal, why would I try to heal? Right? And I found that when I really realized that all the pain that was caused to me, I didn't deserve it. It wasn't right. I just happened to be the punch bag for someone else who didn't do the internal work. But now I'm willing to do the internal work. I'm taking charge of my life, right? It's my choice. I'm choosing to be an aware and conscious being. To make the choice to be in charge of my life. Because as long as I keep saying it shouldn't have been that way, right? I'm never going to heal. This is never going to work out. Nobody's going to want me, right? I'm going to continue to be a prisoner. And I say I'm going to continue to be their prisoner. But in reality, am I really their prisoner if they don't know what they're doing? Many times these people have no clue what they're doing. They're traumatized, operating from an unconscious place. Really hurt inside, so they just want to hurt everybody else around them. Not consciously, but because they think that's going to make them feel better. So what I found is, you really know that you have forgiven when you have become a higher, more upgraded person of yourself. Lord said I needed this, it came at the right moment, thank you, You're so welcome. You become a higher version of yourself and you realize there's no much, there's not that much thought involved anymore, right? You're not thinking about it. I don't think about what happened to me in the past anymore. Not because it wasn't, because it was right what was done to me. Because I don't have any emotions attached to it anymore. Right? People talk about changing their mindset. It's not about changing anything. It's about becoming who you are. That once and for all now, you're going to allow yourself to be exactly who you are. And not run to different dates, go on different dates, pretending to be someone you're not. You know, shaving your legs, doing your makeup, just for this person, because you would never do this otherwise, right? Hoping that this person is going to make you feel alive. And they might, for a moment, because you enjoy their energy. You enjoy who they are, so you start feeling alive, right? Because everybody's a reflection of us. So this person gives you a little glimpse of who you are, right? Because they can't make you feel anything. It's already within you. And then when this person leaves, you become obsessed with this person. You're never going to date again, right? Because <laughs> you think that this person is a requirement for your happiness, for your well-being, for your radiance, right? That you already possess deep inside of you. So... God, the universe keeps, you know, allowing you to have broken relationships until you realize that you're in charge of your own well-being. I had to go through it too. <laughs> and I, I realized it pretty fast because I got to the point where I wasn't seeking anything anymore. I realized I was pretty powerful and I just said what I wanted and I let it go. And two months later, I met my husband, and we married after 50, 55 days. I knew when I saw him that I needed to know me, know him. My husband knew when we met that he was going to marry me. How can you explain that? has nothing to do with looks. has nothing to do with what we said. We just knew. 
So you have this innate knowledge within you. You have this knowledge and you have this power that you can do whatever you want to do. You can heal yourself. If people can, if people can heal their cancers, if people can heal all kinds of cysts, if, pe if people can heal all kinds of wounds, I don't think we pay enough attention to just a simple little, little wound that we have on our hand, right? The, how beautiful it is when it can heal itself, right? So if your physical, if your physical pain can be healed, why can't your emotional pain be healed? The problem is you're trying to heal your emotional pain with your mental. You can't mentally heal your emotional pain. It's the problem. We explain ourselves out of the pain. We trying to we try to rationalize the pain. We try to shame our pain, especially if you're trying to jump into a relationship while you're still hurting, right? And then you are bringing something out in this person, right? And he or she doesn't like it. So now you're crazy, right? <laughs> now you're exaggerating because they have set the standard for what's acceptable in terms of expressing and feeling emotions, right? Because this person isn't ready to face whatever he or she is dealing with and you're triggering that and this person breaks up with you and now you think it's because you are too emotional. So now you have to suppress a little more, right? You just continue to disconnect from yourself more and more and more and more. Never really getting to the point where you want to go because you don't even know where you're going. <laughs> right because you continue to seek something and you don't know what you're seeking instead of realizing that it's already here instead of realizing that it's time to accept it's time to allow it's time to just be who you are in this moment whatever that is even if it's ugly even if it feels horrible can you have that can you be in that without saying that you should be somewhere else or that you should feel something else or that you should be with someone else or that that person should act differently or that that person is toxic or that that person is a narcissist or that that person is this or that can you do that Sergi said God said he forgives us and remembers our sins no more it's not that he actually forgets in the physical sense, but he treats us as nothing happened. Have you ever had a friend that you wronged, even if it was a small thing, if, if it was a small thing and they claimed they forgave you, but they treated you differently ever since? Yes, absolutely. And isn't that what we're doing to ourselves? I forgive myself for not accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish, or I forgive myself for putting myself in an environment that was not safe for myself. It was not safe to me, but I continue to tell myself about it, right? And every time I make a mistake, I bring that up, right? It's a great example. That's not real forgiveness. Real forgiveness is not to treat the person who wronged us, who wronged you as nothing ever happened. And to do that, it's extremely hard for humans to do, if not impossible for some people. It also, it also, is hard depending on the severity of the wrong committed against you. Yes, and it's because again, we're looking at forgiveness as a mental activity, right? You said you're sorry, and so now I forgive you. But it requires a person to be truly, truly embedded and involved with themselves and who they are and understanding 
understanding themselves so they can understand others. It's my husband is literally that way. If I say I'm sorry and he says I forgive you, it's never going to come up again. But has that something to do with the fact that I'm saying I'm sorry or because I'm a great wife? Or has that to do with the fact that he's working on himself a lot? The fact that he has forgiven himself, the, the fact that he's in tune with his emotions, the fact that he's gone through a lot and found a way to, to be who he is, right? Not caring what other people say in terms of judgment. Because if you're still obsessed with what people are thinking about you, or if it's hard for you because you're afraid that you're going to be judged, it's going to be hard for you to forgive someone else too. Right? If my husband is constantly worried about what other people are thinking about him or what they're saying about him or if he's worried about that the fact that you know they are not forgiving him or something like that, he's going to take it out on me. So everything is a reflection of ourselves. Our relationship with ourselves is a better way to put it. If I don't have a good relationship with myself, it's going to be what? It's going to be reflected in my relationships with other people. Is going to show in my spiritual practices, in my mental, my physical, right? The food, the nutrition that I put in my body, my emotional state, in my religion, in my social um, circle, right? In society on a larger scale. And then people, they find the wrong things in life, right? In this world, not in life, because your life. Can't believe these killings are going on. Can't believe this is going on. It's a horrible place, this and this and that. Because the horrible place is really truly inside of you. It's just reflecting it, right? A person who feels amazing on the inside is going to see all the beauty in this world. It's not a coincidence that the people who complain the most about what's going on in this world... are actually complaining about it and they feel horrible on the inside about it those are the people with the uh, those are the people who don't have a relationship with themselves those are the people with all with a lot of built-up aggression anger pain trauma the people though see this world as a beautiful place and do everything in their power to elevate who they are so they can create something or they can contribute in some type of way to make it even better. Either it be through supporting something that is already going on or then creating or co-creating something new. Those are the people who are actually healing, who are loving themselves, who are, who believe that one person can change everything, right? So which one are you? It's time to do, and I'm talking about all this and this is, a little more deep than I would usually go on a Facebook live but I want you to really look inwardly to do a personal inventory before the year is over not because it's a difference because it's a new year but because this is where a lot of people put their focus and they they see a significance with it being a new year my thing and my teaching is always right now in this moment you don't have to wait to January first for you to go start going to the gym or do anything else you want to do but in order for you to change your habits which are basically the symptoms right 
the symptoms of you either taking care of yourself or not taking care of yourself, yourself I call them the symptoms, right? We have to look at the root, the root cause of things, right? And this is why New, um, New Year's resolutions and things like that don't work because you're wanting to have different results on a foundation that doesn't support that, if that makes sense. And this is huge when we go into prisons and jail facilities and group homes. This is the stuff I talk about because a lot of this they don't get because they're taught to change their behavior. They're, they're told and taught to change their behavior. But <laughs> their behavior is going to match what's going on inside of them, right? So look at your life, right? I want to wrap it up like this. Look at your life. Do a personal inventory. Grab your journal. Whether, have you, whether you have my journal or any other journal. And write are you know are my thoughts are my emotions are my actions 